Hi. Here I am. Where are you all? It's very strange talking to you through a camera, but never mind. And Damon's just prayed for me, and I just pray that I will speak the word of God to you and that you will hear what he is saying and ignore anything silly that I say. Okay. Just one thing before we get into it. Uh, people normally write comments. Um, I'd really appreciate it if you held your comments till the end because um, if we were speaking face-to-face, -face, you wouldn't be writing while you were t talking to each other. Um, it'll help me, trust me. Anyway, I want to speak to three different people. Only you know which, is which, which of them is you. The first person I want to speak to is somebody who hasn't yet responded to the cross. Pastor Gary's gave an, given an excellent explanation of the significance of the cross. I would just say to you, if you're not already taking that decision, take a chance, jump in, see if it's all true. See if it's true what we say. The word says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You've got to take a bite before you can see if something's good. Okay, I'll, I'll just go through the option, options. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, God said, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. So you've got a choice, either blessing and life or death and cursing. I can't think of anybody that would really want to choose death. But it's a choice. You have to make the choice. Nobody can make the choice for you. And God says, choose life. Jesus died on the cross, shed his blood to deal with sin and all of its effects. He was raised from the dead to prove that God loves us and he's accepted the sacrifice of Jesus on our behalf and he's given us a gift of salvation. He offers forgiveness, freedom from sin, a new start, a new heart. There's been many times in my life before I was a believer where I wanted a new start. I thought, oh, this isn't going well. I want a new start. That's what you get with Jesus. He came that we may have life, life in all its fullness now, right now. Abundant life is available. Jump in and then you get eternity in heaven. Couldn't get better. Heaven's been with him who is love. But you don't get there by being good. You only get there through Jesus. Hell, it wasn't created for us. It was created for Satan and his hordes. And it's not just for bad people. It's for people who knowingly, deliberately reject the offer of life in Jesus. Please don't reject him. He loves you. I was once one of the walking dead, which means... I was a full-blown full sinner. I was really good at sinning, but I was dead on the inside. When, when somebody told me I was a sinner, I was horribly offended. I thought, me, a sinner? I've never killed anybody, robbed a bank, done anything evil. And God in his goodness showed me that my level of righteousness was nothing compared to his level of righteousness. Thankfully, he opened my eyes and brought me into the kingdom of light. Now, if you want to, to join the amazing family of God, just pray. Just say to him in your own way, Father, I need help. I need you. I acknowledge I have sinned in the past. I ask you, can I receive Jesus into my heart? Forgive me. Give me a new life. And that's the start. Get in touch with somebody at Infused Church, and they will help you. We've got resources that will help you. Okay, now I want to talk to believers who are in a relationship with God, and love God. But you might be anxious or fearful. It's understandable. There's a lot of fear. 
going around. He understands our fear. In the word, it says so often, fear not. He knows we're going to be prone to fear. In Psalm 56 and Psalm 57, we, he, we see the warrior King David, and he says, when I am afraid, I will trust in God. It's worth reading Psalm 56 and 57, because that's what he says. I've experienced fear. He experienced fear, but he learned to trust in God. It's just that 30 seconds of terror move forward with it. The other thing I would suggest, if you are fearful, which is understandable, focus on Jesus. Don't focus on the media. Don't focus on old television programs and reruns and old films. I like old films, but I'm not watching them at the moment. It's just weird for me. Look at Jesus. Look into his eyes. See the security that you have in his face. God is still God. He knows what's going on. His plans will stand. Nothing will change his plans and purposes. The other thing that's really useful to do that I'm doing now is praise him, praise him, put the music on loud, move your body, just, just, just loosen up, spend time with him on your own, worship him, bow down before him in reverence. And the other thing that's really important to do, meditate on his word, declare his truth, find things in the Bible that you, you see as a promise to you and declare them, speak them out loud. It's very, very powerful. I just want to read a couple of scriptures to you from John. John 14, verse 1 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and I will come back and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Okay, Jesus did leave about 2,000 years ago, but he's coming back to receive us to himself. Our end time destination is heaven, i.e. Jesus. In verse 19, he said, a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. That is a fabulous promise. He then promised us in verse 26 and 27, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in him. There's another beautiful one. Verse 30. Now I have told you before it comes to pass so that when it does, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has nothing in me. The ruler of this world, Satan, he has a lot of power freely given to him, but he had nothing on Jesus. You have to remember, we are in him. We have his righteousness. The enemy can have nothing on you. Don't allow him to put lies into your life. I want to repeat something that God, God says in, in uh, Hebrews 13, 5, in the Amplified Version. God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down. 
Assuredly not. That is an incredible promise. I will not, I will not, I will not leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down. Another secret that King David learned, you've probably heard people saying, focus on Psalm 91. Excellent advice. David said, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now it's a choice. We can go and abide under his shadow. We can go and abide in the safe place or we can stay away and worry and panic about things. Go to him, draw near to him. And as David said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Jesus also in John 15 encourages us to abide. He said, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he lifts up. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You're clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. What a promise, abiding in him and we become fruitful. That must be a joy to God. Please think about these things if you're concerned about the situation in society. Now, the next group of people I want to talk to are the people who are excited at the moment because you're aware of the season. You're seeing signs that are interesting. You heard about one world government, money systems, the chip. All these things are being talked about openly and flagrantly. You're eagerly awaiting his return. I am extremely excited at the moment because I know quite soon I'm going to see my saviour Jesus and I am so looking forward to that day. We were born for such a time as this. Think about Esther. One woman who approached the king. She could have been killed. You weren't allowed to just go chat with him. You had to be invited to see him even though he was, she was one of his wives. She went in, she talked to him and that one woman's bravery saved tens of thousands of her people. One woman. Come on, girls, we can do it. And come on, lads, join in, man up. Now, there's a shaking going on in society. Lots of irrelevant things have been closed. It's given people more time to think about what's important, to ask questions. Is there more to life than this? Who can we trust? That's a good question these days. Who will help me? We know the answer to those questions, Jesus. I think also it's a shaking of the church. It's blowing out religion, programs, irrelevant stuff. I think it's a wake-up call for us to focus, focus on our relationship with him and our relationship with each other. We are in a period of grace now. We have to represent him well. He calls us his ambassadors. He said, God is pleading through us. We implore you, be reconciled to God. We have that message to tell people, be reconciled to God in this period of grace. The period of grace will eventually end and will lead to the day of the Lord. I'll let you check that out because it's quite an interesting time. We are in a difficult time. It's very difficult for people worried about their family and friends who may be ill. I want to just mention in passing that Christians in Iran and China 
and in other places in the Middle East and parts of Africa are being routinely slaughtered, beheaded, executed, crucified. I won't discuss what happens to women. These things are also happening in the world. So be, be bold, be strong. Do not, do not let this stop you speaking out for Jesus. We need to tell people about the grace of God, his mercy, his goodness, his love, his compassion, his kindness. Help people, talk to them, support other people. I want to look now at Matthew 10, verses 7 and 8. This is a wonderful passage. Anybody that knows me knows this is one of my key things. Jesus speaking, he said, Go, preach, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay, if it's at hand, that means it's close. It's attainable. It's almost touchable. It's not far away. I believe it means the kingdom of heaven is within reach and we can bring down from heaven all we need. We can bring down boldness, strength, courage. We can bring down wisdom, knowledge and understanding from heaven. We can live in the kingdom of heaven now, which means living in his peace and his joy. Then he said, heal the sick. He did not say, pray for the sick. He said, heal them. He, Jesus is actually very challenging all the time. He then said, cleanse the lepers. But you might think, okay, there's not many lepers about, but there are people who are ill with a virus. A virus is a form of leprosy in a sense. And can I just mention, there's a wonderful animation uh, available on YouTube called How Jesus Sees the Coronavirus. It is beautiful. I highly recommend seeing that to encourage you. He also said, raise the dead. You might think, well, that's going, that's going too far. Heal the sick, raise the dead. Yeah, people have been raised from the dead in modern society. John G. Lake raised loads, raised loads of people from the dead. Andrew Womack has raised at least three people from the dead. Check it out. Go online. Watch, the, watch these sort of people who are encouraged to do that. We have to represent him well. Please meditate on the word. Declare it. Do it. Now is our time. We've got to grasp the opportunities that lie ahead. John 14, just quickly, because um, I'm sure I'm going to run out of time soon. Messiah said, let not your heart be troubled. Oh, sorry, pardon me, wrong one. John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I mean, that's serious when he says most assuredly. I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. You have to be in an intimate relationship to get this package. If you love me, keep my commandments. He sent the Holy Spirit. He has sent the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit living within us, the spirit of truth. Verse 21, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. You can't say you love him and not do what he says. It's that simple, unfortunately. He who loves me will be loved by my Father. I will love him and manifest myself to him. We need to have intimacy with God. We need to meditate in the word to grasp these amazing things that Jesus has said. He said, you will do greater things than he did. I think it's a time for obedience, intimacy, 
and holiness. Love him wholeheartedly. Obey him absolutely. Reach out and do his work. We're basically his hands and his feet. We're his mouthpiece. We've got to speak to people. He can't come popping down from heaven to talk to people. It's our job. The other thing I would say is put a demand on him. If he says things like, you will do the greater works, do what I do. I'm going to him and saying, I want to do the greater works. I want to heal the sick. I want to cleanse lepers. I want to see the dead raised. I want these things. So I'm making a demand on him. And this is respecting God. This is loving God. This is honoring God. I wouldn't be um, lighthearted with, with God who is, extreme, is holy and pure and perfect. But he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. His commandments are, go preach the gospel. Go tell them about the kingdom of heaven. There's a king and it's Jesus. And the king is coming back. The other thing is we don't know how much time we've got. We don't. We're in a period of grace. It's not going to go on forever. I'm thankful for the period of grace for when I mess up because I know I get forgiveness when I repent and go to him. So just to summarize, intimacy with God is vital. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. He loves you. I was shocked when I realized that God is jealous. He's jealous for my time. And if I waste it on trivia and he's jealous, that's, that's a shocking thing to me. He's actually jealous. He wants you. He wants to spend time with you. So spend time with him. Listen to him. What's he telling you to say? What's he telling you to do? Come on, let's do it. I just want to pray for you. Father, I ask your blessing on everybody who's heard this. I pray that your word will sink deep into their heart. They'll pick up the challenge that Jesus has laid before us, that we will go, preach the kingdom, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. We'll be the church, the beautiful, amazing, glorious church that he's coming back for. And we want, he wants millions of people in his kingdom of light. He's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. I pray that you will have a joyful time with God. Worship him, praise him, enjoy him. God bless you. Oh, by the way, um, if you need to contact the church, please do. There'll always be somebody here who can pray for you and help you. Please be in touch. Be in touch with, your, with people. Talk to people, phone them. Not just texts, but talk to them. God bless you. Bye for now. Hey, what a great word that was. That was amazing. Just so good. Really appreciate the word that you brought to us, Althea. Uh, appreciate the Spirit of God speaking to us personally through that. Just want to say, continue to connect within us. It's so good to be with you each week. Have a look at our kids uh, online program and our youth online program. If you don't know how to touch base with that, just put some comments in uh, below and we'll make sure that we send you a link how you can access those programs. I want to say to you, continue to, to believe God for things happening in your life. Really excited to, to, to know what God's doing. We've had some incredible God stories sent through to us over the last week or so and we're going to be sharing those in the, the coming time ahead and just to encourage you in your faith 
Uh, just want to say, uh, like, continue to do the right thing as well. Like, uh, with this whole social distancing thing, do the right thing. But don't isolate yourself. Don't cut yourself off from the people around about you. How about ringing someone today and letting them know that you love them and that you care about them? I've got to tell you that Jane and I, we love you. We care about you. You're important. But more important than that is that God loves you. He's passionate about you. He sent his son Jesus to die for you. And I know that that uh, means so much to you all as well. So I really appreciate you leaning in today. Thank you for being with us. And like I say, most Sundays here at Infused Church, you have been lit up to light up. There is a light that can't be extinguished in your life. God has done something. He's put something inside of you that can't be shut up. It can't be quiet and it can't be darkened and covered over. Let that light out today. Let that light out this week. And I want to say we're looking forward to seeing you next week. I'm going to be bringing a great message that I believe is going to really encourage you as well. So have a great week. God bless you and we'll see you next Sunday.